Uh, you're, you're discussing some deep stuff today. Yeah, sure enough, because it's just coming back. You know, I ain't no lot that talked about that in years. Retired machinist and Vietnam veteran Donald Coaston grew up on Bar Street before the construction of I-75. Just to hear you say it, it, it brings a whole nother level to it. Oh yeah. oh yeah, I see that now. Hear his story in episode 14 of the West End Stories Project. I'm Key, manager of the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Libraries West End Branch. Thanks for listening. My mother was from Meridian, Mississippi, and dad was from, ah, oh, what was the name of that little small town? I can't think of it, but my mom was from Meridian, Mississippi. Ah, I can't think of that little town dad was from, but he was from Mississippi, too. But they met up here. She came up from Meridian, Mississippi, and my grandma and them sent her up here. Because she had, uh, <laughs> back then, she had cussed out a, a white lady in a store, and Mama now, and Grandma now put her on the train that night. And at that time, my, my grandmother's brother lived, Uncle Joe. Yeah, he lived here. He was the only one from this at the time. And that's why I mean, he brought everybody up from there. You know, it came up, you know, time after time. Somebody from Meridian was coming up here. Stayed at his house. they get on their feet, and they, you know, it, and that's how it worked. That's how it worked. What were your parents like? Uh, good people. You know, working people, you know. Didn't take no mess. Not really strict, but strict, you know. We had our boundaries. We had our boundaries. Mm. What did your uh, parents do for a living? Dad, Mom did housework, uh, day's work. And Dad worked at uh, his plant. I forgot the name of it, and he got the name of it. It's over in, uh, God, I can't think of that place. Yeah. He worked there for years, yes. Work, work, work. During the week, he did a lot of yard work. That's what Dad did. He did a lot of yard work before he even went to his regular job. And he had customers out in Western Hills. Yeah, he worked out there mostly. Be there until about one or so in the afternoon. You leave in the morning, go work at somebody's yard. And then, uh, about, you leave there about 12 or so, cause he had to be to work at three. And he'd done that. And I, then he got me into it. So I was working for a family out in the West End, the Lakes, the Lakes. I worked for them from the time I was, what, sixth grade till I graduated on Saturdays. And through the summer I had, you know, I would pick up other people too. That was my money. That's so how I got my little money. Dollar an hour. <laughs> a dollar an hour. Yeah, my dad set the price, you know. Dollar an hour. And mom mm-hmm. took half of that. <laughs> when I got home, she had, I ain't give me, she took half of that, little eight dollars or so. <laughs> you know, enough to, enough to go to the show. On Sundays. That's how I made my show money. 
In the 1940s and 50s, his family lived in a two-story brick house at 716 Bar Street. Yeah, we was always downtown. We rented, we rented, it was a very, one family. At one time, it was two families. My uncle and his family lived upstairs, and we lived downstairs. And it was very small. <laughs> they had two bedrooms upstairs, we had one, two bedrooms downstairs. We, you know, we stacked on one another. In fact, uh, my uncle and his family lived upstairs, and they, when they came down the steps, <laughs> they were right there in our uh, bedroom. <laughs> then they come to our bedroom to go on outside. Just like clothes. It should have been just one one family. It, it turned to one family after they had moved, because we we just stayed there, and then we just made it one family, which was my family. And uh, kind of sound like it was just like a. So I get what you're saying. It's like it was a one family house. Yeah, but it got turned into two there for a while until my uncle and his family moved out. My mother's brother, they moved. Then it was one family, us. And it was on Bar Street that the family was notified of a crime that would forever change their family. I'm the, I'm the oldest now. I had an older brother. He he passed years ago. Years ago. I think he was 16 years old. No, he didn't pass. He was murdered. And uh, he was beaten to death. And the police didn't care nothing about that back then. So that was that. When was and, that? Uh, that was like 1950s. Uh, it's in the 50s. Kind of middle 50s, late 50s. He was a murderer. Why? Because he, yeah, he was gay back then. And back then, and nobody cared about, you know, there was no sympathy for the gay people back then. But he was young. He was 16 years old when he was beaten to death. I mean, the police didn't care neither because they never in, didn't even investigate it. Yeah, what was his name? Found, Harold. Harold. Harold Colston. They found him. Well, two guys came to the house and told us that they had found him. But then police didn't care. He didn't, nobody ever paid for it. Nobody mm. ever paid for it. Yeah, we was close. You know, had a lot of fights. <laughs> With your brother? No, no, my brother was gay back then. Back then, they, you know, that was, whew, uh, that, that was looked upon very badly, being gay back then, you know. Had a lot of fights. People teasing, you know, guys coming at me, you know. And, uh, guys, you know, did you know, about your brother? Yeah, they came, you know, oh, I do this because you do it, and next thing you know, we're in a fight. <laughs> you know, but these are people I grew up with, you know, they knew he was gay. Like I say, back then, gay, it was a no-no, you know, that was a no-no. But it so happened, you know. And they would say things to you because he Oh, was yeah, gay. right, right, right. And that's why I, Mama's telling me, you can't fight. Everybody, because he's going to be like that till he die. You know, so I stopped fighting a lot over that. I just look at somebody and laugh and walk away. But there's the times then. Whew, yes. 
He lived right down the street from both Harriet Beecher Stowe School and Sinton Park, and both of those were right next to each other on 7th Street. What school did you go to? Uh, elementary was Stowe School, Harriet Beecher Stowe, which was right up the street from me. There was elementary from kindergarten to six to the sixth grade. Because at one time, Stowe School went from the kindergarten to the twelfth. <laughs> then they uh, allowed the black kids to go up to Old Woodward up on Sycamore Street. It was Old Woodward then. And uh, when they allowed the black kids to go up there, the bigger kids went on from uh, where they had dropped Stowe School down to just went to the sixth grade. And they built Porter Junior High School. And I went from uh, from uh, uh, Stowe School, then they had Porter, and I graduated from Taft, 61. Stowe was a uh, all-black school in the black neighborhood. Yeah, it was great. That's what I really learned. We had teachers there. You learned. You know, they didn't play around with you. You, you learned. You know, and plus, they know your parents. Our teachers knew our, your parents. You know, they could walk down the street to your house. <laughs> so good. And they did. Mainly, uh, we had black teachers. Very few white teachers, but, you know, in the neighborhood, that was, you know, you, you belonged really to the neighborhood. <laughs> it sure was. If anybody could, you know, they see you doing something wrong, they're going to jump on you. The older folks, you know, even the big guys, you know, Kind of just looked after one another. So, no. We had Recreation Park right up the street from in Sinton Park. That was our, that was our park, playground. During the summer, they had a gym. We played basketball and all that. Then there were softball fields right in front. And the different, uh, like on Sundays, these, uh, black softball teams, they would play at Sinton Park on Sunday afternoons. There's always, uh, Softball game now, you know, fast underhand pitch. That's what them older guys was playing. We had that. Then you know, everybody played sports practice. And swimming pool up at uh, just three feet. <laughs> up at the Sin Park, we had the three feet. We want to go deeper. We went down to Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center had three pools down on Land Street. They had three nine seven seven foot nine foot. Was for diving. Then they had a three foot, three and a half foot pool. It was a big pool. Everybody swimming in that. We had some amazing athletes down there in that West End. You know, out of my class at Taft, it was like, no, no, it wasn't seven. Yeah, it was like seven. Ended up going to college and going into pros. Football. Mm-hmm. Football. Well, some went to football. I went to service. <laughs> 61, I joined Marine Corps. It was when he was leaving for the Marine Corps that the old West End was being demolished. Yeah, I went to Vietnam in 66, 67. From Dan, from Danang all the way up to uh, DMZ. Say it again? Yeah. I said I went from Danang all the way up to the DMZ. DMZ, uh, she don't know. Done my time over there. Wow. Yeah, glad to get home too. <laughs> you know, that was a crazy war there. That's a crazy war. When I left to go in service in '61, 
they were tearing that area down all around Still School. So mom then moved to uh, Richmond Village, which I didn't know nothing about until I came home and saw it. You know. They tore down that whole area from 7th Street all the way back down to 4th Street. They tore all that West End up down there. So there. Yeah. We just got, you know, all the neighbors and stuff, the guys, the people I grew up with, you know, they uh, got, got separated and, you know, everybody lost contact. You know, you know, a lot of guys went to service. Like myself, I went to service after I graduated from Tad. Yeah, when I graduated after that, the neighborhood just got built over the Spritzway come through. 75 came through. Sure enough, God, Leah, think about that. It took out our whole neighborhood. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the West End Stories Project. The West End Stories Project is brought to you by the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library and is co-produced by your host, Key, and our reference coordinator, Kent Mulcahy. If you like what you've heard, listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and help us get discovered by leaving a review. Thank you. daughter at that time. She was born when I was over in uh, Vietnam. Oh. I didn't see her until I didn't see her till she was about a year. <laughs> oh. She don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget that. She looked, she looked at me like I, whoa, she wouldn't even come to me when I got <laughs> But it didn't take long, though. Once we got home, she was getting used to me being and yeah, it was all right then. That must have been weird. It was. It was because she, like I said, she was born when I was in the uh, Philippines on my way to now. And, uh, in fact, myself and six other guys didn't see their first child. And they were born on our way to now. And out of the other six or seven of us, out of that seven, five guys didn't make it back alive. So they never saw their kid. They never saw their kid. Mm. Yeah, and it looked like at one time I was that kind of shook me up because, like, it was like seven of us that hadn't seen their kids. They were born on our way over to now. Like myself and a couple of guys, we made it back. The other ones didn't. They didn't even get to see their child. Sure didn't. Mm. Mm. Sure did.